Freaks, I am Frank. Today we have the first of a two-parter, where we are live at the Capitol Creative Showcase from Sacramento. I'll be guiding you in and out of recordings from our booth and interviews with some of the most passionate and dedicated developers in the video game industry. We had so much fun at CCS 2023 this year, from meeting new people, hosting our very first esports tournament with a Mario Kart tournament, and yes, I did very bad in it, to sharing all that the Geek Freaks Network has to offer with our local community. This first recording is from our booth and is where we discuss some of the interesting video games we've played so far at CCS 2023. Hope you enjoy. Hey yo, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm joined by Squeaks. Squeaks! We got Jonathan. Hey, hey yo. And we got Kyle. Hey, how's it going? Recording in person at Capital Creative Showcase. I was so waiting for you to do something stupid. It was like, it threw me off that you didn't do something. That's where we're at now, folks. All right, so yeah, we're here in Sacramento at the CCS. This is a showcase for local video game developers. We're getting to meet and talk to a lot of different developers, some really cool people. Uh, let's let's go ahead. You guys have been going around. Squeaks, has there been anything in particular you, you're really enjoying? Oh, shit. Yeah, there was uh, actually playing with everybody's uh, demos in a way and see uh, how far that people put work into of completion of a game or even not completion, but just mostly of a demo. Uh, yeah. I think you get to actually see these people, people's like hard, you know, work, sweat, tears, whatever it is mm -hmm. uh, that goes into this. And it's kind of wild how much work it is, even for like a, like a side scroll type of game and how much work it gets involved in with this and you would never realize that uh, yeah. I guess until now so yeah and it's a long process too some of these people have come back multiple years and stuff like that to continue yeah. showing the progress and that is fun and then one of the people that we saw here actually they were working on something last year and this year they're like look we just it wasn't going anywhere. We started a new project, mm -hmm. and it's hard to admit that that you're like, look, this yeah. isn't just going to be successful. We got to go again. So, props to them. But that's yeah. awesome to not say it wasn't working. So we decided to cancel it and be done with developing. Yeah. Like, no, we just we're we're starting over on something else. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Jonathan, is anybody in particular you were interested in? Um, a lot. I mean, all these games look fun, uh, but I especially I interviewed uh, Trayvon about Bullock. Yeah. Uh, Bullock Meso Mesopotamian Warrior, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, that, that looks really cool. That, yeah, it sounds like go. a lot of fun. So yeah. I mean, just uh, mainly his passion. Obviously, he's been working on this since 2015. He's so excited about Man, it. It's exciting so talking so about work, and it's coming out in June. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, June, June 2023. Wow, that's pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. You can already wishlist it on Steam. By the way, guys, I'll put the link in the description. And, and the oh, wow. beta. I think the beta is already the beta, on Steam. The demo is allowed to download. The demo, it's a beta. Yeah. 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 So try yeah. it out, guys. And yeah. he loves the now. feedback. I talked to him on Friday. We did a quick interview before CCS. People could check it out. And one of the things I really liked is he was like, hey, yeah, at the last one, they told me they didn't like invisible walls. So we spent this last few months putting in like brushes Bears, and, and yeah. stuff like that that made sense, you know. Yeah. Just like, that's oh, good. Wow. Direct feedback like that. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. Absolutely. Kyle, any, anybody standing out to you? Yeah, I've been checking out more of the other room where it's got yeah. smaller projects with more indie developers i guess is the right term and mm -hmm. uh one of the ones i was really taken by was vaxel yeah that was a really cool platformer it had a really good uh solid gameplay mm -hmm. with a double jump that felt really nice and yeah. even though the platforming is a bit tough on it and it's kind of a hard game at the moment uh, I think with some yeah. tweaks, it could be really fun. Yeah. Uh, over there, there's a uh, amazing program here in Sacramento called the Square Root Academy, where they are helping kids with the STEM programs use that into developing video games and more. A lot of those kids are here in that other room where you were at, showing off their projects. And I mean, there's no way I could do some of the, what some of these kids have done already. It's pretty amazing. You know. 
Uh, talking about indie develop indie games, is there any particular indie game that made you realize that, oh, well, you know what? I need to take indie games more seriously. For me, uh, it's been so many, but it was Minecraft is definitely the first one, right? It's hard to think Minecraft was an indie game. Yeah. It was. Like, nobody yeah. knew about it for a bit there. The beta yeah. was Please. in the browser. Yeah, we played it a lot in beta. And in the beta, you know, yeah. Think about, like, that was somebody playing around in their garage or whatever, making this game, trying it out, hoping somebody might like it, and then to what it is now after, you know, Microsoft bought it and kept expanding on it and stuff, too. Yeah. It's it's a huge worldwide known game. You know, one of the, one of the probably best known games of our generation. Possibly, yeah, of this uh, generation. Or, or of the next generation, yeah. I kind of miss when it was a little bit smaller, though, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I played it just a, a while ago and I'm like my god this thing is almost daunting now at yeah. this point it's so big <laughs> and uh, I remember remember when they used to do the patch notes and he'd always put in Hairbring has been removed yeah. oh yeah. it was such a fun little nod mm-hmm. to the and, fans and I like when the game was in early development that a patch would be adding you know now there's chickens or something like that it was yeah. a very early thing so it was a very simple game and little layer by layer it got more complex yeah. Now you get on, like you're saying, it, there's so much you can do. It's yeah. a little bit daunting, like, oh, I got I have a thousand recipes I can make before yeah. there was only like 12 or 15 or something, you know, and yeah. it kind of grows yeah. from there. So it was. it's fun to be a part of that, though, when there's a new game being developed and you could be there at the ground floor and experience it as the developers coming up with the ideas of how they want it to be. Yeah. You could be a part of that process. So yeah. that's why I got to come to these kind Pretty of cool. events. Anything, any indie game that really kind of sparked your interest in the genre? Um, there was one over there by uh, Beto. He was part of Agile Apathy. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a Minecraft simulator, but it was kind of like a 2D mm-hmm. perspective, similar to... Uh, like Terraria? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or Stardew Valley yeah. or something like that. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was just the basics, but, you know, we, we got to walk through his thinking into why he developed the game in a certain way and what decisions he had to make yeah. to, you know, cut corners or... You know, try and allocate resources in an efficient way. Mm-hmm. It's just really great insight into the development process. Yeah, boy, Terraria is a great game, but Stardew Valley. When you brought that up, I was like, oh my god, the hours I've lost in Stardew Valley, man. <laughs> Have you played Stardew Valley yet, Jonathan? No. I think you'd like it a lot. Yeah. It's kind of you remember the Harvest Moon games or something like that, the old school like farm simulator games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet Minecrafty with that. It's oh, really, okay. really good. Yeah, Minecraft yeah. with a job. There we go. Yeah, uh, I could get Speaking, addicted. To that. Are you into indie games? Because I don't, I don't really know. Uh, not too much, much, but yeah. I think I think this started off as an indie game, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Cuphead start off as that? I think. Would Cuphead like, be an indie game? I don't know. Right away, I felt like Microsoft had their hands in the in the pot. Uh, but but it wasn't right away though. Okay, Microsoft. then yeah, it must have been indie. Because I uh, see, I think it was an indie game at first, but then that's what really like gets me the idea about taking these games serious because you just never know which one's going to hit off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you might find a new passion hidden in, in there somewhere, yeah. and it's good to kind of jump yeah. into it. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We also had the Mario Kart tournament. Yeah, I competed. Sadly, like last place out of everybody was me, but you guys actually did pretty good. How did you guys do? Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, I don't think any of the geek freaks made it to the top four. No, no, we didn't. I think I got the closest to fifth place. (laughs) Pretty bad when you're hosting the tournament, you guys can't even break in. Dang, yeah. yeah, It's like typical Mario, you know, or Mario Kart. You have that one bad race, and for me, it was that. I finished seventh in one race, and that was it for the rest of the breaks. Yeah. 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 There's that one kid that was talking so much smack, and I felt bad. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna beat this kid because he's beating me." And I was like, "Oh my god, how am I gonna beat this kid?" And he's like, "Oh, you, you don't even skid, huh?" I'm like, "I'm trying." He literally said that to me. He's like, "You don't even skid." I'm like, 
I'm trying, bro. I don't know how you're doing it. You got the little the magic tricks. Holy cow. So, uh, so who won the tournament? Zach did, actually. Zach, Zach okay. who is the developer for Mocha Mania. We've interviewed him uh, in the past. Yeah. yeah. He ended up winning it. Yeah. And uh, his boyfriend won second. And second? No, third. Won third, third. third. Yeah. yeah. And Tom, who was constantly around here keeping the track I actually just got a lollipop got second place yeah and they nice. all really enjoyed their medal and stuff like that so it was super yeah. cool man that's fun but yeah it was uh, it was just a lot of fun though yeah. uh, there are definitely things we're going to do a little different next time we, we do we've learned a lot it's our first tournament but it was it was a lot of fun we did cool. play Zach's uh, Mocha earlier too uh, yeah. in the other room it's a good game yeah he wants to put it in arcade and get it in a one up yeah. Oh, wow. coin, cool. Or coin up, I mean. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I wonder how hard it is to get it in a get a game. You're just putting a I think the general console. consensus it has to be a classic, but I mean that's just it feels so classic. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you wonder, like you'd have to uh, find a company that makes them and pay them to to build it for you. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Your, yeah, it has to be the arcade style and for for it being in coin up. Yeah. yeah. Or in that box. Would, yeah. You would buy them and then sell it to whoever wants to put it in there. Yeah. You know what yeah, I love cool. about Zach's game too is he just wanted to make it. He didn't care about making a lot of money on it or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how much that game cost to buy? Two dollars. Yeah. I ended up buying a bunch of copies for everybody yeah. and giving them out on Discord because I was like, this is so freaking cool. Yeah. It might have been a sale. Now I'm thinking about it, but <laughs> I bought a bunch of two bucks and just started yeah. making them rain like I was some some king or something like that. Yeah. It seems like a simple game, but it was kind of hard. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but he came from an art background, so you can see oh, like okay. I was like, okay, he's using browns, tans, like you can see how he's like using complementary colors. Yeah. Yeah. What I've been just like, yeah, blue and orange, it looks cool. They might not yeah. work. There yeah. was one game that somebody made that had like very vibrant, like it looks like disco colors in it, and it was yeah. it was fun, but it was like, oh yeah, I couldn't stare at the screen for very exactly. long. Exactly, <laughs> I can't do that for, that, for that's really like hard. Minutes gameplay. Nowadays, <laughs> at my age, I'm not saying your guys' age, but my age, I kind of have to have the computer glasses on. My eyes hurt. I got back support in my chair yeah. now, and it's like. <laughs> Gaming man, is man. not easy. Yeah. Old yeah, gamers, we got a tough one. Struggle is real. I love how some of our network had never really considered the effort that goes into indie games. We always talk about video games, of course, on the podcast, but for the most part, like many of you guys, we're familiar with the AAA titles. And so when you do that constantly, you start to think of video games being developed by these gigantic companies with a bunch of people in cubicles. Well, sometimes it's a passion project of a team of five. And when watching Squeaks realize that and, and really start to fall in love with that idea, or watching Kyle, who always knew indie games were there, but actually getting to see it in, in the process and consider making a game himself, it was just so cool to see how each of them took this a chance to learn more about the gaming development process. Next, I have my interview with Nar Gitch. Nar is an extremely talented concept artist. This is something I didn't know about in the video game industry. I see concept art constantly, but I never thought about how that is someone's specific job in the development process. NAR works passionately to bring somebody's imagination, their thoughts, to life and on paper. And better yet, NAR thinks in variations. So when you have your idea, they're going to bring you five more as well so that you know, oh wait, you know what, actually I do want to tweak it like this. That's some of the talent that a concept artist can bring you. I didn't realize that before I saw this artwork. It's fantastic. You can see the inspiration and you can see where it can be placed in a game. I cannot wait to see more from NAR. Here's that interview. NAR Ginch, how are you doing today? Pretty good, how are you? Now we're at Capital Creative Showcase and we're talking about video games, but also art design. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so I'm a concept artist. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to college and 
Right now, I am specializing in dark fantasy art. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of creatures and characters and mm-hmm. props. Environments is not really my type of deal. <laughs> um, it, I get kind of lost in it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I honestly mainly love doing creatures. Creatures. What got you to, to lean towards creature over like maybe level designer or environments? Level design is not really like my type of deal because I usually do like 2D art. Uh, but basically like I would draw a lot when I was a kid but more so I will play video games. And I didn't really know, like growing up in Turkey, like I didn't know that you can be a concept artist. Like it's not very common to do that job. Um, But I was like, I wanna be an artist, like maybe I'll do 3D modeling or something because that's what I knew. But somehow, you know, signing up for college in America, I figured out that, oh, like I can actually still just draw 2D and be a part of the gaming community, which I was like, okay, this is perfect. Yeah. Is that something you think happened more in modern times? So like, I I would also would think like, oh yeah, you have to be like somebody who knows how to do programming to immediately work on a video Mm -hmm. game. Do you think nowadays it's such big teams that there's, everybody's contributing in different ways? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, um, usually in a team, um, in some companies, they, uh, once like people who specialize in like specific areas like they could have character modelers that do like specifically like say like char- like creatures or like humans and like you have hard surface modelers and like mm-hmm. textures and then you have the concept art team you can be like a lead con- like character design like concept artist or you can be a generalist like it really yeah. depends on what the company is looking for mm-hmm. Have you brought your talents to anybody yet? Trying to try to cut and get into any specific studio. Oh yeah, studio? I mean, currently I'm working at Easy Games. It's oh, cool. going great. I love That's working awesome. with them. Yeah, I have been working with them for like a year and a couple months, maybe half in a year. Um, I've done, I think, over maybe a thousand pages of wow. concepts oh, with different goodness. characters. I mean, it all obviously includes color concepts and stuff like that but it has been a blast it's that is been so cool so fun it, that, that's the thing is as long as you're finding that rewarding and you know oh man how, how fun that must be and mm-hmm. i've seen your work a thousand pages of what you put out has got to be so much so many hours you know yeah it's amazing i i was calling it kind of sea of thieves vibe some of your some of your work what yeah. would you say some of your inspirations um I think you might be feeling that way because I have some like piratey looking stuff yeah, yeah. and like the colors are yeah. matching that. And there's that. some like darker tones and chunky yeah. tones here and there that are like, oh, that, I could see wearing that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think uh, my style definitely started from like playing World of Warcraft. Yes. Um, yeah. As a kid, actually, I wasn't able to play it because mm-hmm. it was a monthly subscription. And yeah. obviously as a kid, like my mom was like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to pay for that. So I was like, right. okay, I mean, sure. So I would watch like gameplays and stuff like that. And like, I just fell in love with the artwork yeah, and like the world creation. And I guess I first tried to kind of do the specific style, but then I guess my personal style kicked in and that's how, like, that's how I got to where I am right now. Yeah. Seeing the evolution of World of Warcraft's art, which is a really great example of, of pulling inspiration because there's so many different eras, you know. Was there anything in particular in World of Warcraft that you found, you know, inspiring? That's a really good question. <laughs> I feel like um, because I haven't played the game too much, yeah. I don't, um, I think the Horde, right? Oh, yeah. The Horde side of the game 
was just like perfectly in line with what I wanted to do, like that dark yeah. fantasy style. Take and like, chances. Yeah, and yeah. like the creatures specifically, mm -hmm. like the dragons and um, I guess how they designed them just blew my mind as a kid and I yeah. was like I want to do that that's so cool yeah and then you went for it here you are you're actually doing it I Isn't know it's me? it's awesome like <laughs> I my company gives me very like like opportunities to be able to express myself yeah um and obviously like we uh you know talk about what we want to do and then um I do the concepts mm -hmm. and they give me the freedom to um I guess figure out what is good and what will look cool in the game yeah and you you know usually they like it and if not we'll go iterate mm -hmm. so it's been it's been great that is awesome yeah. what what is specifically if you can tell sometimes you can't mm -hmm. what specifically kind of game are you working on right now oh so we have a couple games that are out um okay. so we're a um like a company that is using the roblox engine oh great yeah uh, we have bedwars islands uh, and the other two games um, that we published, and then they're not out anymore. Mm -hmm. But those are two two main games that I am currently working on. How do you feel working with the Roblox engine is beneficial over some of the other engines? See, that's not a question for me since I'm okay. um, not in the technical side. Yeah. I'm more of in the like the 2D drawing side. Right. Uh, so that would probably be a question for like a programmer or like a 3D model. Let me tweak it for you then. Yeah, yeah. Are there limitations with the Roblox engine for your artwork that you have to keep in mind when you're trying to create um, something? I don't know if it's specifically the engine possibly, but um, I would have to keep my my designs fairly simple Yeah. Uh, for it to work properly and I have to make sure like my shapes are reading well mm -hmm. since I am working with like you know, little, not little details. Right, right. Um, so those are like definitely the challenges. And then, you know, obviously like picking the colors mm -hmm. and like you, you have to make sure it looks good in game yes. because the lighting is different. Yeah, that's a really good point with the lighting. And then with the limited options there, how important is color to just make sure something stands out or something like that, right? Oh yeah, it's, it's like super important because um, firstly, color will tell you a, a story mm -hmm. about whatever you're drawing, right? And it also needs to look good in game. So if it doesn't, you know, I guess, um, like reflect what that character is, it's right. just not going to work. Like if you're trying to make, let's say, you know, you're trying to make like an evil character. If you use like a lot of whites, if you yeah. use blues, like it's just not going to feel as scary or, you know, as evil as it should be. Guys, you got to check out some of this artwork. It's so outstanding, though. It's so amazing. What are some of your aspirations? Where are you headed? Where am I headed? Um, honestly, right now, I'm very happy with where I am. Awesome. I think I'm learning a lot. I do want to learn more 3D modeling. Obviously, like, I think I'm getting much better at designing characters and stuff. But I also want to, I guess, broaden my skill set. Yeah. So possibly learning 3D, you know, maybe um, turning my own concepts into 3D. That could be a good like short term goal for me. Yeah. Uh, long term. I don't know. I guess just become a better artist, meet a lot of people, make yeah. friends, you know, there you go. in the industry, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is wonderful. I mean, that's, I like the goals. It's just simply trying to do better yourself. Like you can't go wrong with that. Exactly. That's excellent. Yeah. 
how so moving from a concept art to 3D art I know you you haven't gotten into it too much yet but mm -hmm. boy that seems like they're just completely different fields how would you be able to do that it is different but also the same to okay. me because okay. when you're designing something you have to think of the functionality mm -hmm. of something like if it doesn't look like it's gonna work because what I do is like I concept stuff and then yeah. I draw it and I do a turnaround and I also show how that thing works right and that goes directly to a 3d modeler yeah which is like just like a step up from me right so I think they're very much correlated it's just about like thinking three-dimensionally instead of two-dimensional interesting so when we're as an example we'll go back to world of warcraft here with the dragons the design when you think about it you're like oh man it looks so cool but mm -hmm. the legs have to move a certain way based on the characters that are standing around yeah. them we know the tail is going to do some damage if it hits somebody are there is there anything in particular that's been challenging for you when you're having to think about movement or anything like that in a game and you're trying to incorporate make sure your art will work for mm -hmm. it um, I feel like when you have a specific goal, that's like when it's the easiest to design something. Okay. To me, I don't really like come up with super challenging things when I'm designing stuff because let's say like we're talking about an idea. I already have like five to six different ideas of how we can kind of oh, tackle awesome. that. awesome. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of concept artists that also have that because we're so trained in our brains to, you know, like have that like thought process you know yeah. you're always ready like our <laughs> brains are working so it's yeah. actually like super fun to kind of draw different ways of how things can work as a layman i'm just blown away by it because <laughs> i'm always just like that looks cool how did you do it uh, and you're already like we got five more ready to go <laughs> five more ready to go but we also look at a lot of reference oh, like okay. in yeah, my free yeah. time i just look at pinterest i look at games oh, really? i play games so like mm -hmm. one of the best parts of like being a game artist is that I can just play a game and that is research. Yeah. Technically it idea. is. <laughs> that's like, oh, hey, I got to go to the theaters. I got to review a movie or something no, like that. No, really. It's like, hey, I that's mean, how it is. <laughs> it helps a lot with creativity. Yeah. yeah. And then that's that's amazing, too, is as the industry is moving forward on every every sector, video games, movies, everything like that, trying to adapt to it, you're going to need that concept artist yeah. to kind of like, hey, poke and prod a little bit. This is what we can do. That's a wonderful. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. We're going to have the link in the description for everything. Where can people go to find you, though? They can check my art station, mm -hmm. which is Nar Gench, G-E-N-C. Yeah. Um, and they can go to my Twitter mm -hmm. for, I guess, the stuff I post for Roblox. Yeah. Like, where, where, you know, uh, Easy Games, the company that I work for. So that's also Nar Gench with okay. underscores on both sides. Perfect. We're going to make sure they're in the description, but that way you guys can start clicking around while you're listening. Get in there right away. Nargich, I already already on your art station, by the way. It looks really <laughs> oh, thank good. Thank you so much. But thank you very much for joining me today. I appreciate that. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. What an excellent conversation with Nargich. After that conversation, I knew that I was going to be talking to her in the future. She was so talented and passionate about her work. I can't wait to speak with her again on the next project. Next up, we have Diana and Susan interviewing Zach Wynn. Zach is the creator of Mocha Mania. We've actually had him on the show in the past, and he is one of the people that helped put on this event. Zach's not only super dedicated to his game, but to the city of Sacramento and the gaming community as a whole. But I think Zach's biggest claim to fame on this day was he was the first place winner of the Mario Kart tournament we held on, the Sacramento Grand Prix. Congratulations, Zach. You definitely blew me out of the water. I was 
dead last. So congratulations, and I hope you get something good at GameStop. The winner of the Mario Kart tournament. Which I might as well. I mean, I had to show. I just want you to know, I was very close at 13th place. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's I mean, some people say it's a bad number. I don't think so. I think it's okay. I think it was good. How have you been doing today? Been great. It's been busy, which is wonderful. Yes. So many awesome games out here. Is this your game? Yes. Yeah. Talk to me about it. So this is called Luka Mania. Um, it's kind of designed after like the old school Donkey Kong 80s arcade games. Uh, so in it, you control Maple the donut, and she's trying to chill out the over-caffeinated cup of joe. And so every level, she has to uh, collect a sugar cube to sweeten them up, a cream bottle to mellow them out, and a spoon to stir them all up. Um, so, I know, right? Yeah, Seriously, no, absolutely. I'm totally like Joe. This is like a, I'm the, I'm the bad guy in this one. But, um, the coffee going up doesn't hurt you. The coffee falling down can hurt um, So, four stages, just like Donkey Kong, and every time you uh, beat the door, it repeats, but there's new challenges like cream geysers or uh, love that. I love that. How long have you been developing? It's uh, a great question. You know, I started in 2017, um, and it was actually before this was called Capital Creative Showcase, it was called Sack Indie Arcade. Um, so I went to it, and I was like, oh, you can do this? Um, so since then, I um, started developing, and then eventually got with the STC probably about 2020 um, during okay. the pandemic, and just been going since. That's awesome. I wouldn't know the first the first thing to do. I wouldn't oh, know. I, that's why I was nice having them, because I didn't know either <laughs> what to do, and it was really helpful. That's phenomenal. So do you have more games that you've developed or in the process of developing? Yeah, um, I, I have one that I haven't shown here. I actually made for Pride Month almost two years ago now, and it was like an interactive um, storybook following a little planet trying to find his star. Um, oh, so that one's that. online for free. Um, it's just short, easy. It's like a, a book. Where can we find it? Um, on itch.io. Um, I have my own page, zachwin.com. Um, if you actually go to there, um, that's my um, SDC page, and there's the QR. Um, but zachwin.com has all of my games and I've been the links. I love um, it. I'm working on a sequel to Mocha Mania. It's going to be called Mega Mocha Mania. Okay, um, okay. This one was for like the Nintendo. That one would be for like the Super Nintendo. Okay. So Maple Maple's stepping up her game. Yeah. There we go, Maple. <laughs> I like it. Well, thank you for chatting with us. Congratulations on thank your big you so win. Thank you much. Appreciate it. Thank yes, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Zach and that big win. I practiced for a month and a half to beat everybody else on Mario Kart. I thought, you know what? I'm going to go in there, sweep the tournament, walk away the win, be a gracious winner, hand down the prize to second place. Nope, again, I got Ted last. There was an eight-year-old that was talking some serious smack on me, and um, yeah, it was fair. <laughs> also, shout out to Diana and Susan, who went out there and interviewed people learning about the video game industry, something they're not too familiar with. Of course, as Disney moms, they were excited to talk about anything related to Disney. They did record a live Disney Moms Gone Wrong there at the show, all about Rick and Ralph. Of course, video game related is perfect. Next, we're going to return to the booth to talk a little bit about the Mario movie and what kind of adaptations we'd like to see in the future from Nintendo, and could Nintendo create their own version of the MCU? Oh, okay. Let's talk about. Let's uh, see if there's a Nintendo universe coming out of it, like people are suggesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mario movie's a big hit. We're seeing that it's already blowing up all records right now for mm -hmm. animated movie, for video game movie, all that stuff like that. But will we see a Mario? Sorry, better yet, Nintendo universe come out of this? What do you think, Squeaks? 
Um, I, so I don't know if we will or not, but I sure hope so. Yeah. Uh, as long as they stay fun and creative, like this Mario movie was, um, that's what I want to see. But hopefully, it doesn't get like too much, and then it gets messy in a row like an MCU. I don't but want I them think, to be silly with it either. When you say yeah, that, not yeah. too silly because there was at least when watching the action in the Mario movies. I mean, that wasn't some intense detailed you know uh, stuff going on. Like if it was watching Fast and the Furious or something on Rainbow Road. Yeah. But uh, but. I know it'll get a little messier here in the future because how do you make this Nintendo universe and not have a uh, Smash Brothers thing? Yeah, that's right? true. That's so true. I feel like that's going to be something that's happening. But man, I would love to see Samus on the big screen. Yeah. Oh man, my baby girl. I totally agree. I think, uh, you know, with this movie being as big as it is, it's easily opening up the door for everything to be ad- adapted by yeah. Hollywood. I think yeah. it's the next Marvel multiverse. Yeah. Hopefully, Illumination. I mean, I can only see them doing it now after the success of this one. Man, that would. I feel like that. I mean, to me, I mean, I always watch whatever they do, but man, that would, I feel like, just blow up their studio name. Like, mm-hmm. Illumination just continuing doing these movies. And then I think yeah. eventually we'll get a crossover of Mario and Rabbids. I can or see Smash that. Happening. Oh, might as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what Mario or Nintendo property are you guys wanting to see the most in this universe? Oh, easily Legend of Zelda. I think that's. I think that's what I'm hearing the most. I too. think that'll be the next one. I think there's a lot of uh, potential for it to be, you know, just completely made into an epic movie. Yeah, yeah. Like Lord yeah. of the Rings, but better. Better. Oh, I don't <laughs> know about that Rings. term. I know, that's, that's, where I come that's from. a high bar to set. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really good one. I think I would like to see them try to tackle Pokemon in a different way. Detective Ooh, Pikachu is awesome. Yeah. So maybe we developed a Detective Pikachu more, hmm. but I would like to see an Illumination version of it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that Detective Pikachu one? is a really good movie. Oh, because yeah. of the Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. It'd be great if By the way, uh, we're, just real quick, we're tagging in Tyler while yep. Jonathan's walking away on baby duty. Yep. It'd yeah. be great if uh, they took on uh, Pokemon, but in the whole, uh, what's that, mystery dungeon universe that they do? That would be know, just all yeah, Pokemon really only. Cool. Yeah. They all have yeah. their own voice actors. That'd be really cool. Yeah. That's an interesting yeah. idea. I want, so I, run, I, want, um, I want a set Rogan slack off. That's what I want. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it writes itself. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, shit. Would those be considered the universes that Peach is, uh, Peach is referencing? So, like, the idea is that Mario could just go to any of these planets. That's if it, I think if they made, like, the Smash Brothers way. Yeah. Like, if yeah. they were doing yeah. a Smash Brothers movie, yeah, then they'd have to. Well, that would be eventually their end game. Is yeah. They have a brawl, and they find out that, like, the hand is, is the one that's really behind it all. Yeah. 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 I, what, actually, what I, what I want to see as a movie is uh, Metroid. But yeah. So yeah. So Metroid has a lot of potential. Metroid would be yeah. amazing Good sci-fi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just wonder who, uh, who would play uh, Samus. Oh, I don't man. Know. You know what? For this we'll one, Diana for that. Diana because I love her so Samus, much. Yeah. I, I love Samus so much. I would rather see like more of a no name instead okay. of someone big. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah. how would that look in animation? Uh, oh, nice. I case, actually yeah. think it would yeah. look really good in animation. Really? I think it'd be a really good animate because it's already a video game, so it's already. Animated. I know, but I'm talking like you take such a action-packed thing with very mature. I mean, of all the Nintendo properties, it's probably the most mature. Yeah. yeah. And It'd then be, you throw yeah. that in the same illumination alongside like the Despicable Me kind of franchise. It would, I think that might be hard to translate. You may have to do a different like uh, uh, like how DC is doing it, where they have the DCU and then you have Joker on the side. But you still mix yeah. them eventually. Yeah. But when it's mixed all together, it won't be as serious. Maybe you do like Marvel's doing instead, where you have Spider Verse here that's animated this way, and then you got live action yeah. over there, and eventually they'll all meet. Yeah. You don't know that much. I can yeah. see that working. Yeah. Totally. yeah. I think that yeah, do something like something like that. 
The Zelda one, I want to be a series, not a movie, though. I want to see that take over a long time. I think a movie could work. Each season, Ganon comes back and the cycle resets. Oh, true. Oh, there you go. There you go. Nintendo, my That's name is Frank. Idea. You go ahead and hire me. <laughs> I am on board. I just want there to be a Wind Waker movie. That's all I want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see that for Illumination easy. Is there anything you want to see in like, the Nintendo sequel to Mario? Like anything you're anticipating? What if they did like right. that's a good question? What if question. they did like a Mario R like you know how Mario RPG like that storyline? Yeah. And they just did that as like a, a side off, like as a they totally could because now Mario and Luigi are totally in that world. They would yeah. They, they could or like, do you guys know the Superstar Saga series on the Game Boy? That sounds super familiar. It's like the it's yeah. where like there's Mario Luigi Superstar Saga. There's like the Travelers in time when they go back to like their baby form. I did yeah. play that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think that would be a really cool, like, mm. sequel movie It'd where it's, fun, like, yeah. they're on their adventure and they have to go back in time to, like, their, you know... That could work, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's got potential. I think it'd be awesome. No matter mm. what, the sequel... Like, first off, Jack Black is so Bowser for the rest of his life. Oh, he was perfect. I love mm. how it's like, oh, I lo I'm gonna look forward to playing Mario. I'm looking forward to playing Luigi. And then Jack Black's like, this will be the most important role of my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, he's so part of it. I've, I've listened to Peaches a little too long. Alright, let's be honest, Peaches is a banger. Jack Black did a great job with that. I want to make sure to mention that this is the first time we met Kyle in person. We've been podcasting on and off with Kyle for over five years. Obviously, in the last like three years, he's joined the network and has been a vital part of our team. But it was great to actually meet Kyle in person. He drove over from Utah to California to join us for the weekend, and it was so much fun. And, and again, he got to meet these indie, these indie video game developers and as a side note, he got to be in Sacramento while we were winning playoffs, and he's a bit of a Sacramento King fan now. That was just fun to be a part of that. Uh, what, a, what a really great weekend this turned out to be. Next is a very special interview done by Diana and Susan. They have two of them. I'm going to release one here and one on the next one. One of the best things about the Capital Creative Showcase is they show off student projects as well. These kids are part of the Square Root Academy, a fantastic academy. It helps kids use their STEM skills to develop video games. I mean, these kids are like 15 and 16. At that age, I was more worried about playing games and not about making games. So props to them for their excellent hard work and their outstanding games that they're putting out. Here are the first batch. We're going to do the next batch on the next episode. How are you guys doing today? Hi, you guys. I'm Diana. This is Susie. We are part of a podcast on the Geekplex Network. Um, and we are here just to talk to developers today. And Susie and I requested to get to talk to some of the developers in this room because we're moms. And you guys are so young. <laughs> and you guys are creating something I could never even wrap my mind around. So tell me about when did you know, like, hey, I want to create a video game? Um, for me, I it was always uh, my ambition to do it. I think it was around 10 years old when I went to the Folsom flea market and I saw like a 3D printer there. So then as soon as I saw that, I thought uh, technology could be for me. And then it turned from a 3D printer to a robotical engineer until um, software developing. So it's software developing now. So, and I, yeah, I would have, yeah, when I was like 10 years old, I was like, I like the Barbie with the pink shirt. I, I was not. Um, so how old are you right now? I'm 15. Oh. Are your um, and you created this game here? Yes, we created this game. Okay, tell me about it. So this game called Woodland Warrior, okay. and you crash land on this island. 
tournament with uh, Deadly Monsters. So every night, more monsters spawn to come and get you. And um, in the morning, no more spawn, but they're still coming after you. Yeah. Okay. So then um, you have a slingshot that you use with uh, infinite ammo currently, and you fight off the monsters. Okay. Um, when you have your parents seen this game? Yes. Were they like, wow? Yes. Uh, my mom and dad were very excited when they saw this game. Yeah, I bet. Have they played it? Mm-hmm. How, yeah. how did they do? Did they yeah. do okay for parents? Uh, my dad did good because uh, he's also a gamer. Like okay. Yeah. I like that. So it's and, in your blood. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, my brother also liked it too. Yeah. What about you? Um, my mom and dad didn't play it. But I did like get other people to play it, but they also did fine with the game, and they also they also said they liked it. That's awesome. I. Uh, when did you develop the game? Um, I think it was it was for a class. Okay. And October last year. Yes, I think okay. around that time. Um, so then, yeah, we finished. We completed the game for the class, and it took about two and a half months to develop this game. Two and a half months to create a game. Yes. Wow. What would you say is the hardest part about creating this game in particular? Um, it was the combat system because um, I worked on most of the gameplay, and there, there was a moment in time where, for like a solid week, I was just con- I was continuously working on the uh, getting the slingshot to work properly to get it to follow where your mouse was and to shoot because there was like certain parts where this the slingshot will propel you across the map there's a uh-huh. time where it wouldn't damage the enemies properly it wouldn't look it wouldn't follow your mouse so just a bunch of uh really uh weird codes that i just had to learn just to get that slingshot to start working yeah so we didn't like make um um code on uh, the same stuff we were on different part my hardest part was like making the lighting the lighting in a game is very hard because it's like not working well at first and it took me like a whole week to fix the lighting when you guys say that you worked on the project together i'm assuming that you guys kind of like divide and conquer right like right. i don't know anything about developing a game so i'm just gonna shoot words out here but like did someone do like the coding and then someone do like i don't know storyline or something so um most of the game idea, just like the story and the concept of the game, came from me because I already had this idea of the game. Okay. So, um, so I went, I did most of the gameplay. So, and um, my partner here, he did most. Of, he did all of the main menu. It was all him. Oh. So all the main menu he did, and most of the gameplay I did. Nice. So getting to character to actually run around, getting it though to win to lose. So yeah, it's mostly me. Wow. Well, this is awesome. You guys did a great job. I'm so glad that we came here today. What um, What does the future have in store for you guys? Will we get to see more video games next week? Yes, I'm planning on to continue to work in this game for probably an extra few months to publish on like itch and to yeah itch.io and then maybe start working on a different game. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys, great job. You should be very proud. Major props to these students for doing some solid work on these games. You could tell that, I mean, even at 15, 16, 17, all kinds of effort into their work. And it showed this is the kind of stuff they're going to learn and carry into the future to become the next big AAA title video game developers that you know by name. I also want to stop to thank you for hanging out with us as I understand that listening to live podcasts can be a little bit difficult with the background sound. Uh, Specifically with the students, I forgot about how much 
activity and energy was in that room, which makes it a little bit more <laughs> difficult to take out some of that background noise. But uh, it was worth it, in my opinion, to hear these kids talk about their projects. All right, we're going to be closing out the show. We have the last bit here we're going to put in where we're basically closing out the show uh, at the booth. But remember, there is more to come later this week. We're going to be releasing part two with more interviews and more booth discussions. And then, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this because we're going to be doing it again in the future. We normally do live podcasting at maybe one or two a year. We're hoping to do, we have seven booked this year, so we're hoping to do a lot more. We won't be as extensive as this one, but there will be more to come. All right, let's close this one out. All right, guys, let's go ahead and start wrapping up this part here. Tyler, you have a brand new show that just came out. Yes. Tell yeah. the folks about it. So our new podcast, so Who's Got Next Game? It's just me uh, and my two college roommates, two of my best friends. Uh, just talk casually about video games. It's all different types, our opinions on them, and, and just kind of like our experiences and memories with them. We have a couple guests. Uh, my wife was actually a guest on one show. A couple other people, family members that I had on the show just to talk about video games in general. Just kind of just putting it out there and just, yeah, you know, Deep dives. You're real, real deep on them too. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a hmm. deep dive into like our memories with it, you know, and like what our favorite games were, what games we want to try, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so... So season one, we're almost finished with. We got, I think, three more to record. To clarify, you're almost finished recording them. There's only three that are out right now. There's only three out yeah. right now, so the first so, three episodes are out. Yeah, they Thank just came Frank. out today. We released Thank them with Frank. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a couple more to record, but we're really excited about it just because it's like it's so open-ended for us and we like that because yeah. we can kind of just discuss whatever topics we do because there is a topic I do need to discuss with the three of you and yeah. it's going to be on an episode of our podcast but I need to get your guys' opinion on it. Okay. So, yeah. I definitely want to do that. You're going to share it now or you want to yes, wait? Yes, yeah, I can. Let's do it. I want to I know from, because you guys are, you know, I would say in the retro era when it comes to gaming sometimes. We're old as hell, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling the vibes. Yeah. How do you guys feel on emulation versus console? It's a great topic. What's, what's, oh, the, what's the yeah. argument there? Because a lot of things that I've seen people say about the argument on both sides are both fair arguments. Because console purists are like, you have to play it on the hardware. It's the hardware that makes it good. It, it yeah, does this and that. The problem with that is with emulation, you you have it's easier to share something of the past. Yeah. When you have to have the hardware with it as well, you're really limiting people how many how many people can experience something. Think of think of if you could only experience Super Mario Brothers with an NES. Like it wouldn't be as widely available as it is today. We were literally playing it on the big screen earlier. And that music still hits us nostalgia wise. The kids are still seeing what we got hooked on in nineteen eighty five. I think you have to have emulation. I think I'm pro emulation myself. Yeah, I think as a collector though, uh, unfortunately myself. I'm spending too much money on stupid shit. Uh, I would love to have those on my show. Like, I still have the Pokemon yeah. Blue Game Boy. Carla's just sitting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I just go to Frank and be like, hey, how do I get this on my computer so I can emulate it? So, like, because I just want to play it now and mm. not worry about, oh, trying to find a GameCube again, or a Game Boy again or anything. But, man, to look at somebody's, like, collection of, like, Super Nintendo games or the regular NES games or something just old, uh, you'll see videos of people that have them. 64 boxes still, like, all shoved yeah. up. Like, that's oh, those beautiful. Are so awesome. It's, yeah. yeah, it's the visuals for the collector, I think. Yeah. Really cool. yeah. Like, I, I see that point of it, too. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. what you got, no, I think uh, physical, I would always prefer because recently we had the 3DS and Wii U eShops close. And I tried to grab Rest as much as I could before yeah. it was gone. Yeah, crazy. And... You know, part of me does appreciate the convenience of digital. Like, I love not having 
all this space taken up in my, you know, collection. And on the other hand, though, it's nice to peruse and actually look at game manuals and see the disc and check out the cover art on the box or the box art. And, you know, I, I think uh, there's pros and cons to each. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out again to Completionist for buying every yeah. single game on both shops before it closed. Yeah. Very they commendable. They spent, what, like 25000 on that or 22, something? Oh 22, I think. 22000 yeah, like 22 or 23. Wow. Yeah, and oh, they donated. It was a great video. They did an excellent job. Props to that team. That was a hell of, yeah. hell of work. Um, yeah, that's a good one. But I think the other like element when it comes to like the emulation console argument is like the history of preserving those types yeah. of games. Because people are saying that those hardwares are going to die at some point. Yeah. They aren't built to last yeah. forever. I have I, it breaks my heart to have a Pokemon game where the battery itself died and it's like there goes you know, Lugia. I know somebody who can replace it. I got yeah, you. There's a place there, there actually, there's place. Place there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The batteries are the easy thing, but like But the problem is, is my now my Pokemon's gone, right? It's gone to the battery. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, true. that's the thing. That's I, true. I, I, I yeah. understand. I can, I can just yeah. buy a new cartridge too. But yeah, but it was like no. Your childhood Pokemon yeah. are forever. That's gone. why I, I to this day subscribe to Pokemon Home. Mm. I'm not playing a Pokemon game right now, but I'm not about to let that yeah. retire. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good move on their part. Yeah. So, yeah, Kyle, you also have a new episode coming out pretty soon. Can you tell everybody what that new episode's about so they can check it out? Uh, level up. Of level up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you and I just. Went over a Star Wars Jedi sur- Fallen Order. Fallen Order. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's never going to get old. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we uh, just wanted to quickly uh, recap the first game prior to Survivor coming out at the end of this month. And uh, yeah, looking back on it, it was a really excellent game. Like I yeah. think EA really had a huge success on their hands because they actually listened to feedback and cater to the single player rather mm-hmm. than making a live service game with microtransactions, which is no such a prevailing trend it. and it just detracts from the game in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. For them to actually recognize that there can be great storytelling had in the Star Wars property. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I think it was a slam dunk. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I like that for the sequel, that's how they're advertising is like no microtransactions. That's right. actually an advertising point, which is good. And Respawn has just been killing it with the Star Wars license. It's yeah. too bad that they're losing it at the end of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. So, yeah. Squeaks, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. Um, Squeaks is going to be joining me at SAC Anime. I just signed a contract with them now, so it's happening for sure. So oh, Sack Anime, he'll be over there, and we're gonna sweating. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna get you to interview some of the Dragon Ball Z characters that I guarantee will be there. Oh man, you're yeah, wrecking. You're wrecking. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> start psyching up now. Yeah, <laughs> like randomly when the interview starts, put on like my Super Saiyan wig. Hi everybody. <laughs> so easy. Uh, this is where my name's from. <laughs> you just can't talk. Is yeah. it? <laughs> I'm sure whatever I did is gonna sound great on the mic, and editor of me is gonna be pissed <laughs> off. But um, Frank and be like why did I do that yeah, yeah alright guys thank you very much for joining us again we have a lot coming out from CCS they're going to be doing this every year and also if you're looking for an indie video game please check out our interviews and help support Sacramento indie video game development community it's amazing thank you again for joining us and we'll see you guys next time bye bye